All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. If, if, if she was any younger, but, you know, that's it. She plays on the under-15 girls team with okay. the older girls. Yeah, and, yeah. So. You know, there's, there's a talk. It's hard to get away from pretty much anything, you know, these days. Yeah. You, what are we talking? Violence? What? You know, we're really talking about the, the drugs and the sex for me. And, and if you're 13, and there's not a lot of drugs in there. And yeah. Sex. It's, it's humorous, you know. It's yeah. not like I'm showing her Schindler's List where she'd have to absorb something that probably her brain wouldn't be able to comfortably grasp. It's just all a little bit crude and over the top, but it's tongue-in-cheek, funny, and she loves it, so it's no problem with me. Oh, there you go. TR, have a good one. We'll talk to you Thursday. Thanks a lot for having me again, guys. Have a great evening. It's Terry. Ryan, our regular Monday and Thursday co-host from 3 until 5 o'clock. Check out his uh, podcast, uh, Tales with TR. It's quite funny. Let's get to uh, Sports Update, brought to you by Edmonton. Kubota, stop in right now at EK, and you can get 0% financing for 84 months on any of their compact BX tractors. Shop online, Edmonton Kubota. Portions of this hour brought to you by BIE Engineering, your structural engineering specialist. Whether you're in the process of a renovation or building your dream home, BIE can help you out. Go to BIEENG.com. Sports Radio is back. The Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Presented by PlayAlberta.ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Welcome back. Just after 5 o'clock on a Monday game day, Oilers in Seattle to take on the Kraken. Jack Campbell looking to uh, build off a solid performance on Friday night in Calgary. Picked up the win. 2-1. to one. Brad Malone was the OT winner that night. Uh, he's in the lineup 
tonight. Uh, also, you'll see Derek Ryan centering. Tonight is uh, an opportunity for him because who knows if uh, Raphael Lavoie wins the job, then they're going to move Derek Ryan to uh, center. He's going to center Yanmark and uh, Holloway. McDavid's with Drysaddle and Hyman. Hamlin's with uh, Ernie and Lavoie. And then, of course, Kulak and CeCe, Gleason, Broberg, Deneen, and Kemp. Gregor Show, as always, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. But it's only regulated online gambling website. Feel free to get involved. We've got a lot of text flying in at 833-401-1440. It's where you can uh, send us your thoughts. And it's time now for the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. They're always looking for good people. And guess what? They are hiring right now, gearing up for the fall push. If you're looking for a good gig with great benefits at a great company, go to Indeed.com and look up GS Construction. As we uh, welcome in to the program from uh, Rogers Sportsnet, Mark Spector. Spec, how are you, my man? Uh, He's not there. So we'll, uh, we'll figure out. No, there he is. Spec, how are you? How about that? I'm doing okay. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Oilers uh, split the weekend. You know, uh, Calgary uh, win there, losing Vancouver. Uh, I guess the bigger story really is Brandon Sutter, and you had tweeted it out that you know this was a this was not a lack of talent. This was just he had a meeting after that game with Ken Holland and Jay Woodcroft, and just decided that obviously maybe you know what his health isn't where it wants to be, and uh, he's going to retire. Yeah, uh, you know, no one uh, – I, I texted Brandon today. It didn't get back to me. Ken Holland didn't really want to speak for him when I spoke to Ken today. Uh, but it's pretty clear here that, you know, he didn't get injured playing hockey. He uh, gave this thing a run. He felt good enough to play. Uh, and obviously at some point here, I thought, you know what, I wasn't sure. He played in that Vancouver game. I thought he looked a little sluggish. I thought, oh, well, you know, just one game. Um and it appears to me that he felt even worse because the next day he called a meeting with Woodcroft and Holland and trainer TD force and just called her quits. So I can't do this. It's not working. So we're going to assume uh, until someone tells us different that the long COVID that he's fought for two years, he still hasn't quite shaken it enough to be a professional athlete, Jason. Yeah. And that's really too bad. Right. Um, Cause in the games that he played, I thought he looked fine. He didn't stand out, but he didn't stand out negatively either. So, you know what, uh, hopefully he's got a little peace of mind to say, Hey, I gave it my best. And for whatever reason, um, you know, my immune system's just not going to be back to the level to be a professional athlete, which is disappointing, but uh, thankfully he's got a healthy, uh, the rest of his part, hopefully he's healthy. He can be a good father and wife, a, a husband, excuse me, and, and kind of go yeah. from there. And so now it's, you know what, uh, Lane Peterson, Brad Malone, Raphael Lavoie, Adam Ernie are, are the guys left spec. And, you know, there's there's lots of people on the tech line that are like, it's got to be Lavoie, it's got to be Lavoie. And, I, hey, he's the shiny new toy that no one's seen in the regular season. Uh, the one thing, and, hey, I have no problem if Raphael Lavoie makes a team. My issue is how people think that Raphael Lavoie is some stud that deserves, you know, to be treated with kid gloves and has to play with McDavid or Drysaddle to get a chance. Well, I actually disagree with any suggestion he should play with McDavid or Drysaddle because he knows he has to play a certain way to be in the bottom six. So don't have him play that way and then say, oh, now we're going to play you a game with McDavid and Drysaddle. We have to play a completely different fashion. It doesn't put him in a position to succeed. Uh, Jason, this, this is the thing that I think fans do, and I get it. You know, I, to- I get it. 
they have a player they want, you know, I remember other first round picks who showed up and immediately they should get a shot with the very best player. Why wasn't Yakupov on Taylor Hall's line the minute he showed up? And why didn't Yessi Poyarvi play more with McDavid and Dreisaitl sooner than he did? And, you know, that's the way it goes. Lavoie should play with McDavid. Sure. He's not playing with McDavid during the regular season. I'm not sure what point there would be in putting him with McDavid or Dreisaitl in the preseason. Uh, I want to say to you that, that you know, I suppose it slots in that, that you know, Derek Ryan would go to your fourth line center and then that leaves room for Lavoie on right wing. I don't see him as a fourth line right winger, but I respect the fact that he sees that that's probably how he's going to have to make this team. Uh, but does that solve Edmonton's issues at fourth line center? I mean, there's a reason they brought Brandon Sutter in here, Jason, because, you know, they'd signed t- uh, Derek Ryan to a two-year deal. And I mean, I like Derek Ryan and I like him even more at 950 or whatever he signed for. But I don't think that the Edmonton Oilers see him as their fourth line center in a championship lineup. So you can bring Lavoie in to play right wing and do all those things. But the fourth line center problem still exists, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's fair, right? Um, now, Derek Ryan has played center, but he hasn't really played center here in two years, right? And that's the issue. So, you know, now in a year where you feel like you're a cup contender, you're going to move a guy to a position that, yes, he's played there before, but he hasn't really played there in two years. So if, if, if it's because you think Lavoie is good enough and you're like, we don't want to lose him, so we'll solve the problem down the road, makes perfect sense to me. But I wouldn't move Derek Ryan to center if I don't think Raphael Lavoie is better than the other guys. That's how I would look at it. Well, wait a second. Hold on. We're not talking about Raphael Lavoie as a centerman here, are we? No, no, no. I said... Because the only okay. way Derek Ryan's playing center is if Raphael Lavoie is on the team, right? Otherwise, he'll oh. be the right winger. So my point is, in, unless Raphael Lavoie is clear-cut better, I can understand where the team says, well, geez, if Lane Peterson or Brad Malone are way better than Derek Ryan as our fourth-line center, then we do that. Now, here's the wild card. Maybe they keep Malone and Lavoie, and they're going to wave like a Derek Ryan, which I highly doubt, but you know what I mean, Speck? Like, I just, the fourth-line yeah. center position is fairly important. It's really important, especially when, like, what we, you know, I, listen, let me say something here. I've been on your show 10 times telling you that, that Brandon Sutter makes this team if he stays healthy, right? Ken, Ken Holland said early in camp, if he's anything like the 30 year old Brandon Sutter, he's exactly what we need. And I stand by that. If he was healthy, he'd make the team. We wouldn't be having this conversation. He's not healthy and he retired. So now it's time to get to plan B. Plan B is difficult because, you know, you had a big right-handed centerman, six foot three, a guy that could really kill penalties. Brandon Sutter is an excellent penalty killer. He could take some huge uh, end-of-game draws or five-on-three draws that right now Leon Drysaddle has to take. I think you'd like to take some of those draws and some of that ice time away from Leon if you could. And now I don't think Derek Ryan is that guy. Derek Ryan, you know, if it's a five-on-three. Are you going to put out Derek Ryan to take the big draw? Are you going to put out Dry Settle? Well, you're probably putting out Dry Settle. So you're still looking for the guy that Brandon Sutter was going to be. You can keep Dry Settle. You can keep Lavoie. I like the, or I should say Ryan. You can keep Lavoie, but you haven't fixed your issue at fourth line center. And it's a problem that's really going to take into the season. Which is okay, right? Um, I, I don't think, like, the team you have in October doesn't have to be the team you have at the trade deadline, right? So, you know, they, they've got some time to, to work it out. And uh, you know what? Hey, if, if they don't want to lose Raphael Lavoie, no problem. Um, 
Here's the other thing. No one knows for sure that a team's claiming Lavoie. They might, they might not. Every year there's guys in every market that people think, oh, someone's going to claim him, and then no one does. So I don't know. Yep. I, but I'm very – I want to see Lavoie. I thought – like, Lavoie played okay in his first game. I thought in the second half of the Vancouver game, he, he came on a bit, obviously scored, and I know it was a 5-2 goal, but who cares? To me, he scored. He used a skill set that he's known for. I'm really curious to see how he plays tonight because he's on a line with two guys in Hamblin, who's got an outside chance, and Adam yep. Ernie to be on that fourth line. So this is a this is a bunch of guys that are going to battle it out for one spot. Well, it is, and, and you know what? That's good, right? And I'm, I'm just moving something here. Sorry. I want to say to you, too, before we move on, just stir and suffer a little bit, Jason. Holy man, you can't let it burn while you're trying to try to do an interview here. I want to say there's a whole bunch of teams that are looking for a first-line center or a second-line center, right? The Edmonton Oilers' biggest problem here is they don't have the right fourth-line center. That's not that big a deal. Like, you know, have some perspective. I can remember the days when they – remember when uh, Craig McTavish said – we have one centerman. Isn't that what he said that time? I think didn't he say we have one centerman on our team? Or yeah. did he say we have zero centerman on our team? I can't remember what he said. But the point is, the Oilers are very good up the middle. So as for Lavoie, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to ask you this. I, I'm not sure how well he skates to start. And I, I, I want to say this. Guys who score in the minors, but me, I don't know how well he skates. When they get to the big leagues, when they get to the NHL, that skating inhibits them from getting those same scoring chances, and they don't score. So I want to see, you know, he had a nice snipe the other night in Vancouver for sure. I want to see how many scoring chances Lavoie gets as we get into NHL lineups, Jason, because I want to see how well he keeps up. Is that fair? Sure. Yeah, I think that's fair. Right, and I think this week we will see that, right? Because, uh, you know, tonight Seattle's got their top two lines going. They got, you know... A four or five NHL, four NHL defensemen going, um, you know. So, and then I think Calgary, Lavoie will play against possibly, and then they're going to have a decent lineup. So, you know, it's good. These final few games, they're not the same, but at least they're closer, and and that's fair, right? Um, you know, you can move it around. I just, I, I, I've seen the movie over and over of people that overhype prospects across the NHL. Me too. And it's just like, me hey, too. if there's nothing wrong with, like, and the other thing that irks me more than anything, is, oh, Raphael Lavaz is playing with a bunch of plugs. I'm like, hey, Adam Ernie, you might not like him. He's played 335 NHL games. Raphael Lavaz played zero, okay? Brad Malone's played <sighs> NHL games. Uh, James Hamlin's played NHL games, for goodness sakes. So, you know what? Raphael Lavaz, hey, maybe he'll have a 1,000-game career. I really hope he does. But you don't have to insult other players because you suggest you think this guy oh. is just the do-all, end-all. I totally agree. We've seen it and we've seen it in every city with every team's prospects. It's time for Lavoie. Like, I think this is fair. I don't think we're, I think Broberg's the same guy. It's time to expect an NHL player at some point here out of these two young players. They're both good, you know, and I don't think we're pushing them too hard. Uh, but I think what you got to do, and you're good at this, Jay, you got to talk to people from other organizations. What does the guy who worked for Anaheim think of Lavoie? What's the guy that worked for Montreal think of Lavoie? Yeah. Right? Phone around to some scouts on other teams, and you often don't get, in fact, you almost never get, the same description of that player that you get when you're talking to fans of that team because fans are, they're invested, right? They watched the Oilers draft Lavoie. They've watched them come through. They watched them score 25 in, in the AHL. They're invested. Talk to people who aren't invested, and that's where you really get the assessment you're looking for.
Yeah, because they're not emotionally invested is what you're saying, right? Like they just uh, yeah, okay. not emotionally invested. Totally fair. Um you look at, you know, the other, you know, people are saying, "Hey, why would you play McDavid with dry settle? Doesn't make any sense." Well, I it does make sense because they played Kane, Nugent Hopkins and, and Brown last game and they're not going to overplay anybody in the preseason. And even though they're going to start the season on their own lines, we know that at some point whether it's a period, whether it's a shift, maybe it's even a game, David and Dreisler are going to yep. play some games together in 82-game season. It's just they, they love doing it. It's never a problem for your team. You know what? Especially if you've got Nugent Hopkins and Kane and Hyman or whoever, Brown, you want to put in your second line. It's a pretty decent second line. So I don't mind that spec, but Jay Woodcroft is kind of like he's coming to camp here, and top six guys have played with top six guys. Bottom six guys have played with bottom six guys. And I think it's kind of like, guys, this is your role. That's what you're going to be. So play to your role regardless of which bottom six guy you're playing with. Well, that's like, I think we go back to Lavoie. What's he, there's, if he has to make this team on the fourth line, frankly, I'd like to see him play with Jan, Mark, and Ryan because that's a more, you know, that's the kind of line he might start a season with. Um, you know, we see Holloway's, I think Holloway's playing with Ryan and Jan, Mark tonight. Yes. I think, yeah, I think Holloway is a third line player. I see him playing next to McLeod, but there's no McLeod yet. So, no. listen, it's preseason. I'm not, you know what, it's only lines in preseason. It's it's a little bit of an individual game at this time of year. I want to see how guys do more than I want to see how lines do. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, are you getting at all concerned that there hasn't been an Ekholm or McLeod sighting? Do you think either one might not be? Now, I was told last Thursday that they're expecting to play one or two preseason games, which means they could play Wednesday or Friday. But is it at all remotely concerned for you that Ekholm has yet to skate in preseason? Yeah, I, you know what? I saw McLeod up in the press box the other night and just walking around looking fine. I, he's a younger player. Uh, they say he's closer. They expect him to play. He went on this road trip. So did Ekholm. Uh, I thought they thought he might play tonight, McLeod. So, you know what? Like, I guess I'll tell you this. If anyone was ever honest with us when it came to injuries, Jason, <laughs> I wouldn't be nervous about these guys, but when the orders and not just the orders, every team in professional sports, when they say, Oh, don't worry about this guy. It's only a couple of games. You can't believe them because they never tell you the truth. So I don't know how hurt Ekholm is. I, I assume that Jay Woodcross telling us the truth, but sometimes day to day turns into week to week, turns into month to month. And you never really get a reason why do you? No. And, um, <laughs> no, it's not ideal. So it's, and I don't think it's a major issue. You know, Ekholm himself was the one who came out and said, "Hey, I don't, I don't think this is that serious." So maybe, maybe he would know. That's and he's being around, and maybe it's just a veteran move, and he's not having to go through the rigmaroles of uh, of training camp. But <laughs> I, I do think if he doesn't get into a preseason game, you just then you're starting behind the eight ball. I don't care how veteran you are; they like they all admit that they like to play a few games to just knock off the rust. Oh, for sure. And and I mean, I get it with Ekholm. He's too important a player. If he misses preseason, even if he misses a couple games, if that's what it takes, you need him healthy for the whole season, not for the start of the season, right? Yeah. And you know what? McLeod's, McLeod's young. It doesn't sound like he's hurt that bad. Let's hope he's not. But uh, they say he's going to get a preseason game. Let's hope he does. Spec, enjoy the game tonight. We'll chat with you tomorrow. All right. Thanks, Jay. That's uh, Mark Spector in the spec report brought to you by GS Construction. Are you concerned at all? To me, and if he's in the lineup next Wednesday, not a big deal. Even if he doesn't play the two preseason games, it's not ideal, but it's not a big deal, if that makes any sense. I think both can happen at the same time. 
Not ideal, but it's not a major cause for concern. You know what? Uh, I think from and but the other question is then, would you start the season? Ekholm hasn't played. Do you start him with Broberg or DeHarnay? And if you do, are they almost your quasi third minutes for a few games? That to me is the more interesting one. Is how do you deploy your defense if he hasn't played one preseason game? Some interesting questions. 833-401-1440. Here's a fun statistic, because you know I love the stats. Last season, 72 different quarterbacks started a game in the NFL. 72. So that's two per team and then one on basically a third of the teams. A third stringer on third of the teams. They started 141 games. It's kind of interesting how some teams put zero stock in having a backup. And their backup's fairly important considering how many games that they will start. We're going to talk about that, the correlation to goaltending, and more next on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 527, how are you? Monday edition of the Jason Greger Show. Oh, I can't wait. This time next week, we'll be on the eve of the NHL regular season. Like, thankfully, it's the end of preseason week, man. Like, it's just, come on. Now, I know there's lots on the line for lots of bubble players. It's going to be a really stressful week. So I'm very much understanding that for the players. No question about it. There's, there's going to be some players who, for a brief time, their dream of being in the NHL gets put on hold. And that's uh, disappointing. And so uh, you definitely feel for those. But uh, at the same time, there's lots of excitement. Some players will get that call for the first time that, hey, you've made the team. Pretty exciting. Be lots of players next week uh, playing their first ever NHL game. Obviously, uh, quite the thrill. So, it should be fun. But it's, uh, I can tell you selfishly, I am ready for the regular season. Bring it on. Bring it on. Oilers have three games this week tonight in Seattle. Wednesday and Friday on home ice against Calgary and Seattle. Campbell plays tonight, which would be his second start. Skinner has already started uh, twice. Uh, there's two games left. I'm no mathematician, but I think there's a good chance they both might uh, start one more game each. Skinner goes Wednesday. Campbell goes Friday. Then Skinner likely goes uh, ne- next Wednesday. Now, maybe they look and say, well, let's go Campbell Wednesday, Skinner on uh, Friday. And then I'm curious if, let's say whoever, let's say Skinner, well, I assume it's Skinner's going to start the season opener. If he wins, do you play him again? But if Campbell plays really well in all his preseason games, do you want him to sit out that long, or do you want him to go in game two against Vancouver? So, be some uh, early season decisions for the head coach. Let's get to the uh, fantasy report now, brought to you by Next Gen Transportation, heavy haul transport provider, 100% locally owned and operated, and proud supporter of my shack group of companies. They're also hiring. Go to nextgentransportation.com as uh, we are joined by a gentleman who. Uh, phew, uh, regular season wasn't very kind to him yesterday. It was uh, it was a tough day as a, a fan of the uh, Cleveland Browns. Andy McNamara joins us uh, once again. Andy, uh, good afternoon, my man. How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. Unlike my unlike my Browns, uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, it. Was not idea, of course. Uh, Andy McNamara from the uh, Sick Podcast. Um, we were talking about and I brought up the stat about starting uh, quarterbacks. And how last year there were 72 different guys who started a game in the NFL. 72. That's like two for every team and then uh, another, you know, basically one-third of the other teams. 
and they started 141 games last year. Like, the Browns went to their backup, Andy, and he totally didn't, like, he totally looked overwhelmed. Like, Watson yeah. on the sideline almost looked like a, you know, a father who was protective of his kid because he wasn't ready. Like, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just, does it surprise you that some teams don't put more into their backup? Because odds will tell you you're going to need them in a few starts yeah. in the season. No, it's a great point. And I'll tell you, I was in Cleveland, thank goodness not this past weekend, the weekend before when the Browns put the boots to the Titans, that was fun. The, yesterday, not so much. But here's the problem where you get into. When you guarantee 230 mil to your quarterback and you get into those big contracts, unfortunately, you see for a lot of these teams, you look to the back of it and say, who the bleep is this guy? Because they can't. all the money's tied up in the, in the franchise quarterback, right? So that's where they have to make cuts somewhere. And I'm with you. I, I would try to trim maybe, you know, I don't know, third running back or fourth safety or something rather than skimp on the uh, backup QB because Dorian Thompson-Robinson looked great in preseason, and he looked <laughs> every bit a fifth-round rookie against that Baltimore defense. Well, and you know what? Uh, quarterback issues in that division. Uh, what about Pickett now? Yeah. He's got the bone bruise. Looks like he could miss some time. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh and, and Cincy, like at the start of the year, a lot of people thought this might be one of the best divisions in football. Yeah. It's starting to shape yeah, up I mean, to suddenly being one of the worst. Well, you know, it's funny. It was the same conversation with the AFC West last year. Remember, it's like Russell Wilson there. It's going to be 50 burgers all over. That. And it, it was awful. With some injuries here, you're right. And here's to your point of a, um, a, a decent uh, backup who's won games is Mitch Trubisky. That's a yes. good backup. Like yes. that is a, I could argue the way I, Kenny Pickett's been playing, which has been hot garbage. Mitch Trubisky gives you a better chance to win. <laughs> if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, the guys come in, he's won games. And uh, I, I think it, it actually might be at least short term, a bit of an upgrade. 
very valid, right? It, it, it could it could be yeah. for sure. So um, when you look at like certain teams, I know, I know we're talking fantasy a bit, and, and it definitely correlates to reality, but the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. like Jamar Chase for a few years now, I think he's only got one ca- one catch of over 20 yards the last year. Like, what's oh. happened to this guy? What's gone? Is it the O-line is so bad they can't get the ball deep? Or what's gone wrong in Cincinnati with their offense? I'll tell you this. And I watched this team very closely. Browns played them week one. So at the AFC North, I kind of have the Hawkeyes on. And the problem is nothing to do with Jamar Chase. Not even the offensive line so much. It's that that calf of Joe Burrow that he hurt in the uh, in training camp never healed. And as we know, pick your sport. You get those soft tissue injuries, and in season, that's not getting better. You're not playing through that. This thing is going to haunt Joe Burrow the entire year. It's not, you know, like a bone bruise or not that that's minor, but you know what I mean, right? If, yeah. it's, if it's a strained, that soft muscle, because guess what? If you're a quarterback, guess what you're using? Your legs, you're pushing off of the calf, and that is not going to get better for Joe Burrow. And you're seeing also he's having some uh, treatment on his knee around that as well because you're not walking right. That affects the knee. He had knee surgery. You know, the, it kind of snowballs. And you saw some frustration coming up from Jamar Chase saying like, hey, I'm always open. And it's Joe Burrow can't get the power, can't get the le- thinking about the leg. And so all of a sudden, yeah, the Bengals, who were almost the gimme division winners in the AFC North, picked by everybody, myself included, Boy, one and three, Yeesh, not good. No, no, not uh, not good at all. As Andy McNamara joins us, um, there are some. You know, what about the Houston Texans? C.J. Stroud, man. Like, I don't know how many people had this guy, but look at him and look at his receivers. Like, that's got to be the biggest surprise in fantasy football is the Houston quarterback and receivers early on. Uh, you know what? If it's the only surprise that might be bigger is Puka Nakua. Of the Rams, yeah, who came out of nowhere uh, to like lead every pass catching category in football. <laughs> but yeah, you you look at the Houston Texans. The roster is terrible. This is a bad team. But you have the rookie quarterback come in out of Ohio State, and it's interesting to see the comparisons because Justin Fields was the quarterback right before uh, before C.J. Stroud in Ohio State came out. We know his troubles with Chicago. C.J. Stroud comes out, who I thought was going to be more pro-ready than Fields was. Um, and it looks like he is. Like, what, What's the biggest takeaway we look at? It's the turnovers. And there's none. And you're making a star out of rookie Tank Dell. You're talking about fantasy football stacks where you have a couple players from the same team on it. The biggest surprise that nobody would have said, hey, yeah, you know, I'll take Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud. <laughs> and they're rocking it, man. They're doing great. No, oh, they CJ Stroud man has been fantastic. He's looked uh, yeah. he's looked really good. Um all of a sudden Mr. Wilson, now I know it's only one game, but the second, third and fourth quarters, Zach Wilson for the Jets, you're like, "Hey, there's a backup quarterback this year. He might be onto something." Uh, you know what? I think um Zach Wilson with that game may have put enough on tape to be a backup quarterback uh somewhere. Uh, after this year for the rest of his career somewhere, maybe float around a little bit. I just can't buy it, man. I've seen too much Zach Wilson. Look, he stepped up uh, and good on the Jets because, boy, the money line was like eight and a half or the the spread was eight and a half. You could buy the alternate spread that the Chiefs were going to win by like, I would have taken 14 if I last night, for real, like before. And the Jets hung in. The defense is solid. And Zach Wilson played the game of his life and he he still lost. But you look at it, what does this mean? Is this the turning point for Zach Wilson? 
I would bet a lot that the answer is no, no. I think we're going to see Zach Wilson, who rose to the occasion against a primetime opponent, Taylor Swift in the audience. Maybe he's trying to impress Taylor. And, uh, you know, it's going to go back to normal. Zach Wilson is not, in my opinion, a quality at all starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's going to be a, a fringe backup at the end of the day. The uh, Bears had an unreal start, and uh, Justin Please. Fields had probably his best passing game of his career, uh, but they lost to uh, to Denver. Um, the Bears, people thought the Bears would, you know, have some semblance of improvement, and they haven't. And I'm not sure you can say the Broncos have because they beat the Bears. Like, oh, it's, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so I, like I don't. John Gruden in has not not John Gruden, excuse me, um, but uh, in in Denver, Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah, John Sean Payton, like. The, the magic of New Orleans is not rubbing off into Denver is what I'm seeing. No. You know what? Does this not, and this jumped to mind, the bad start and kind of the bluster and the pomp and circumstances of coming in. Does this not look similar to remember when Mike Ditka went to the Saints oh, yeah. after that time up with the Bears? And it was, yeah. I'm going to trade everyone for Ricky Williams. And he's going to go. And then it was a total disaster. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. Mm. Like, you know, is Russell, the question was, is Russell Wilson done? Can Peyton fix him? Well, he looked good enough. Three touchdowns, no interceptions yesterday, yesterday, but clearly there's something off there. And you're right, for Justin Fields, if you're a Bears fan, you have to hope this. All right, you're own four, but your quarterback threw for over 300 yards, four touchdowns. Did throw a pick, but looked good, ran for another 25. That can be a building block. At this point with the Bears, you have to say, okay, can we stack good performances and then see what happens? But the interesting thing is, if you're Chicago, and you're the front office. And we know players and coaches do not care about draft picks because you'll draft someone who will replace you. They're going to be trying the whole year. But if you're the front office, you got to be thinking, if the draft was uh, before Sunday, uh, the Bears would have had the first two picks in the draft because they have the Carolina Panthers' first-round pick. <laughs> you can get whatever quarterback you want. It yeah. doesn't have to be just a fear. Whatever hotshot guy is coming out next year, swing again and see what happens. And then be smart enough to have him as a backup for a year. Oh God! Like that—that's the key, right? Don't yeah. rush him. Just let yeah. him learn from fields, and maybe you can learn what not to do. You know what? What well, not to do? Yeah, seriously. Just watch that. Oh, not okay. Don't. Yes. Don't criticize coaches, and don't turn the ball over four times. Got it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy McNamara joins us from the Sick Podcast. Uh, Andy, one last one. Washington and Philly, quite the game. Jake Elliott, ooh, what a boot—a fifty-four yarder to win <laughs> it. But I, I look at the Commanders and. Like they're a competitive team, man. They're they're young quarterback. He really bounced back. I thought he had a solid performance. Are you a believer in the Commanders? Um, you know what? I am surprised at how much uh, how game they are for both of those. And and they're they're well coached. Um, Ron Rivera is ooh boy. Depending how this thing shakes out, he he's quite likely to be fired. I think you got a new owner in. They want to make the splash, right? You yeah. get the gimme year. Um, but they're fighting for him. They're playing for him. I long-term, and, and I don't believe in Sam Howell as a starting quarterback in the NFL for a good team. I think it's, it's been great what he's been able to do uh, so far, but I don't believe with his skill set, his size, he, to me, kind of falls in that category. We look back three years from now, it's like Sam Howell is a good backup. Like, that's, like we were talking about off the top. Sam Howell will be a guy you'll want as your backup if your starter goes down. But is yeah. he going to be the franchise guy? I don't think so, but yeah, like it's, it's a division where I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to be a cakewalk. Like I think the commanders have at the very least put themselves in third ahead of what the New York giants have been showing and are going to be a tough out.
Yeah, definitely. Andy, great stuff, my man. We really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. We'll talk to you again soon. Oh, anytime. Talk to you soon. See ya. It's uh, Andy McNamara from the Sick Podcast. And, you know, uh, NFL will be an interesting week. Uh, we'll get more on the uh, orders lineup. We've got a lot of, you got a lot of questions. And uh, people are, the Raphael Lavoie train, it is full right now. He's he's the guy that many of you, he's your ride or die guy. He's your guy. You've jumped on board, Raphael, Raphael. Will he live up to it? We'll find out next. In the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can text us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. Getting set. Uh, of course, Oilers in Seattle tonight to take on the Kraken. Welcome back to the Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live in the E-Well studio. Um, that game... Now, I looked, and I didn't see it. Now, maybe I missed it, cons, but uh, I don't see it on the NHL center ice package. So it, uh, it's Oilers plus or bust tonight. I think that's how it is. So, Yeah, it looks like it is that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, there you go, Oilers fans. So uh, if you want to stream it, you can go ahead. Check it out. Uh, Jack Campbell in goal. We've got a lot, a lot of text coming in at uh, 10, 12, 60. Hey, Gregor, why won't the why not let uh, people get reps with someone else in case of injury? And I don't mean Lavoie, but why are you so locked in and loaded with zero consideration for plan B? Give someone else some reps, just like they're doing with D partners. That one comes from Sam in Vancouver. Well, Sam, my man, but they're not really doing that with D partners. Nurse is playing with Bouchard and Cece's playing with Kulak. Ekholm's hurt. So now Broberg and DeHarnay are switching around. Now they played together once, but they really haven't done that with the D. They've set their, hey, these are the pairs we're going with. These are our top six we're going with. The orders want to be ready for the regular season. No offense. A rookie with no NHL experience is not priority number one. And guess what? If there's an injury, Warren Fogle moves up. Dylan Holloway moves up. Not Raphael Lavoie doesn't come in, guys, and just jump over all these players. Like, I think many people just need to, to cool their boots on Raphael Lavoie. I hope he does incredibly well. But I've seen the movie time and time again. And you keep getting fooled by it. Also, go look at Vegas's fourth line. How many rookies were on it? What about Colorado when they won the cup? How many rookies? It's hard to play that role. Consistent. Accepting that your shift is just not to get scored on. If you get scored on, big bonus. You don't get scored on. Raphael Lavoie has always been a guy who's my job. I want to score. So it's going to be hard to... To check it out. So, but uh, see how it goes. Hey, boys, you get a signal boost from Fox Edition. The audio is much clearer in North Edmonton. It's awesome from uh, Brett with one T. Um, actually, our transmitter went down today for a brief time, and who knows, maybe with the reboot, you know, they, they scrubbed some of the calcium off of it. Maybe, uh, maybe it worked. So we'll see. That's great if it did. It's outstanding. But if you get any static anywhere, and it does happen in some places, but uh, I highly recommend, of course, you can watch it, uh, stream it live on Orders Nation YouTube. It's fantastic. But if you're in your vehicle and just want the audio, then you can uh, get it uh, through the uh, iHeartRadio app or Stinger app on your phone. It's free. It's easy. So check it out. Hey, guys, if the Orders don't have a fourth-line center, does it really matter? They can just go 11-7 and seven from Douglas. Great point, Douglas. That is an excellent point, right? Excellent point. So 
I think you're on to something. I'd be curious in the month of October, how many games are 11 and 7 and how many are 12 and 6? Is it going to be split? I think it's going to be four each. It might be. So again, like, I, I know that it's the only job up for grabs, so that's what makes it intriguing. And I don't want to downplay the importance of it, but to start the regular season, it's like the least of, it's not even in the top 10 concerns for me, to be honest. It isn't. Now, I look at the orders and say, hey, health, number one. McLeod, Ekholm, where are they at? They say they're going to be ready. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. When I see them on the ice in a game, then I'll be like, okay, now they're ready to play. Until that, they're just hoping that they're ready to play. Number two, goaltending. Can Jack Campbell bounce back? He doesn't have to be 916. Can he be 904 to 910? I think he can. But again, it's only one preseason game. Stuart Skinner. We heard from Kevin Woodley. If you missed it, I'd highly recommend getting that on the uh, check out the podcast or go to jasongregor.com for the individual interviews. But he feels that Stuart Skinner... Because he's he's not an overly aggressive goaltender. There's not a lot of movement in his game. That it's not like some really aggressive goalies teams figured out and they just pass around him. He doesn't feel that's in Skinner's game. Now, obviously, there'll be certain things he talked about. He actually thinks, you know, rather, lots of guys go up high. He thinks if there's one place to watch that people might shoot more is just above the pad. So that's food for thought. To uh, just you know, Woodley follows the goaltending position a lot closer than most. So. I would uh, I would see how that goes. Hey, guys, if only they could have kept Bugstad at a lower number. It was a perfect fit from uh, BD. Um, yeah, Bugstad was good, no question about it. But again, can you acquire a Nick Bugstad at the deadline? And I think that the orders are, orders are a competitive team. But they will have a few months to find out what they need. And, hey, maybe... Lane Peterson plays great in a fourth-line center job. Maybe Derek plays great in a fourth-line center with Rafael Lavaz's fourth-line left winger. Great. And they look to focus somewhere else at the deadline. Right? Because I, I wouldn't – I think this year's deadline, like last year they got a forward and a defenseman, and I, I think if it's financially doable, they would uh, look at doing that again. So – Hey, boys, would you make Nugent Hopkins a third-line center if McLeod's not ready? Norman, a combine. Huh. Well, I noticed, you know, look who Derek, Derek Ryan's playing with Holloway and Yanmark. Right? I think Holloway's on your third line this year. And I think Fogel is too. So could could Derek Ryan do it? You know, like if it's one or two games, 100%. If it ends up being a long-term thing for McLeod, which doesn't sound like today that it's supposed to be, but... Let's argue and hypothetically say you could. Um, yeah, you you could move Nugent Hopkins. Then, of course, you would have, you know, Fogel or, or Holloway up into your top six. Right? And if McLeod... But here's the problem with Edmonton. The only way you can really move Nugent Hopkins to third-line center full-time if McLeod's not ready is if McLeod goes on LTR. Because... The orders are so tight against the cap, they can't put a player on IR. Because when you're on IR, you count against the cap. And if they do that, I shouldn't say they can't. They can do it with one. But if they do it with one forward, then they got to go 11-7. and seven, Or they have to send Broberg down and recall Ford. Because Broberg doesn't require waivers. So keep, uh, 
keep that in mind. Right? Hey, Greg, there's no static in Westlock unless you're parked in front of the home hardware. <laughs> From buck 75. Nice. Hey, what's going on in the, in the uh, hardware store there? I don't know. I don't know. Con man, where can people find you tonight to watch uh, the NFL game? And I know that they'll be trying to uh, stream the order game as well, I hear it. Yeah, I mean, you got to give it a go, right? I'll be at the Windermere location at the Canadian Brew House. We're going to be giving away... Uh an amazing meat package. The price of meats these days, Gregor, a couple steaks, burgers, all that oh. sort of thing is going to skyrocket. So it's going to be worth a lot of money. That alone is worth coming down. But of course, we'll have Monday Night Football on. We're going to be qualifying three lucky people for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. On top of that, there's a trip to the home opener of your choice next season and a 70-inch TV. Lots what? of stuff going. Yeah, lot, we're qualifying for everything down there. Oh. And uh, I'll buy you a beer. I'll buy you a drink as well. So come on down to the Windermere Canadian brew house on the oh, south side. Oh, geez, all the hoity toities out in Windermere tonight, oh, eh? Mar- I'll be buying like martinis. Uh, exactly. I was just going to say, buddy, you're going to, yeah, you're wearing suspenders and a and a blazer tonight? Full tux. Oh, full tux for the con man. It it's it's going to go old school. It's going to got to show up with a cummerbund. <laughs> well, that would be awesome. Absolutely awesome. Monday night or tonight, I will be, uh, wait, I need the third. And Metcalf combined to score 23 points, Connor Halley, in a full PPR league. What do you think? I like your odds. Going up against the Giants? They, I, they I like should your score odds. some points. Like Ken yeah. Walker Jr. has got to get a touchdown. Is he not tonight? He does. He'll punch one in for yeah. sure. Okay. Uh, I did actually text Shreddy to come out. Told him the first Bud Light's on me. Ooh. Hasn't replied yet. So either he's forgot about me or he's a little nervous and doesn't want to leave the house for this one. Yeah. Both possible. Hey, Gregs, I noticed your uh, nephew scored again. What are your thoughts? Well, I did see the goal. Hey, never bad to shoot. But I will say we're going to have a have the conversation. Very uninspired celebration. Very uninspired. Hey, I get this preseason. Can have at least a little bit of an arm raise here. Come on. I haven't scored that many yet. No, I'm kidding, of course. Hey, you know what? Build confidence, man. Keep playing. Get an opportunity. It's good. So... I'm going to have to watch a lot of Leaf games this year. I'm not sure how I like about it, but obviously from a from an uncle standpoint, it'll be great. So, And they're on early. That's the greatest part about it. So I love it. On behalf of Connor Halley and Jason Greger, if you missed any part of the show, go to the podcast or jasongreger.com. Let's get to Sports 1440 Update, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where the rates never change, no overtime charges. If your furnace conks out in the middle of the night, call Legacy. No extra charges. Legacyheating.ca. Good night. Sports 1440 update. Game day, Oilers in action. Preseason action, that is, taking on the Seattle Kraken. That one gets going just after 8 o'clock. Elsewhere on the NHL, Sands up on the Penguins 2-0 after 40 at the first intermission in the following games. Leafs lead the Canadians 2-1. Blue Jackets up on the Blues 3-0. Devils trail the Islanders 2-1. And the Bruins have a 1-0 lead over the Flyers still to come tonight. The Jets taking on the Flames. Week four in the NFL wraps up tonight as the Seattle Seahawks host the New York Giants. Kickoff 6-15. You can join me at the Wintermere Canadian Brew House for your chance to qualify. Put a trip or two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. And sad news over the weekend as one of the best running backs to ever play in the CFL, George Reed, passing away at the age of 83. The Hall of Famer played in 13 seasons with the Rough Riders and was named MVP in the club's first Grey Cup win in 1966. His rushing touchdown record of 134 
still stands today. We are off for the evening. Got Fox Sports Radio coming up at 9, and then Carius and Douglas at 7 a.m. I'm Connor Halley. This has been a Sports 1440 update. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.